When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. What's up? This week we're doing I Am Legend. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, funny thing about how this came to be. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, back a, a little while ago, we did iRobot, and we actually had a listener um, uh, tweet us that, that she was very confused uh, because nothing we were talking about made sense with the movie that she had listened to, and then realized <laughs> that she was thinking about the movie I Am Legend and not iRobot. Both Will Smith movies both start with I. Um, and as she tweeted that, I was like, oh, well, actually... The villain is right in that movie, uh, and I added it to the list, and that's why we're doing it now. But uh, oh my god, a quarant- This is like I did forget that part about it. This was hard <laughs> to watch, Craig. My I'm god, sorry. I got halfway through this, and I was like, "Sweet Jesus, this is depressing." <laughs> I did forget that it was a uh, 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 sort of uh, virus pandemic kind of thing that started it all oh. off. I just Jeez. remembered it as being a bit of a monster movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. my apologies for that. But for those of you who haven't seen the movie, a uh, quick recap. Um, uh, basically, I guess what happens is uh, there's a there's a, a um, oh God, there's a man made virus that kind of goes through and uh, turns a whole bunch of people into these what, zombies, vampires. What, what would you classify them as? Somewhere in the middle, man. It's hard to say. I, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, like, a, like a fusion. Yeah, yeah, zombie vampire. Monsters, anyway. Monsters. And they are, uh, they're kind of portrayed as like, you know, vicious, mindless creatures. Um, and Will Smith is the last guy in New York City. He's immune to it. And he is also a researcher that is working on a cure. And how the movie ends depends very heavily on which ending you watch, which I think we're going to get way into a little bit. But uh, before we get too far into it, uh, well, let's just take a minute uh, to thank the sponsor of this episode, Hero Cosmetics. They sent us over some mighty patches. How are those, Craig? Uh, yeah, they're all right. Uh, I uh, I don't I don't know if you noticed. Uh, it's a pretty high stress times uh, we're living in, <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe I've been rubbing my forehead like uh, like Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now, just back and forth, getting all that wonderful hand grease up there. Uh, so I have been breaking out like crazy uh, on my forehead head and uh uh yeah so here cosmetics they set us these mighty patches i tried them out um what they are is they're hydrocolloid patches i'm um, so glad you said that word i was like yeah. there's no way i'm gonna be able to you it, that's to you craig they that's even your word they have it spelt out phonetically for <laughs> yes, us it's all right that's that's uh, for you <laughs> but <laughs> big name but they actually work uh really really well and like basically what they're doing is they're sucking all the gross stuff out of your face uh to put it in really simple terms so i tried it out um 
you stick them on. You really can't see them that much. Like you wear them around for uh, a couple hours. And uh, a couple times I was passing by a mirror and I was like, oh, am I still wearing those? Have those fallen off? And I had to like kind of lean in and be like, no, okay, they're still there. Um, but then when you pull them off, it is the grossest thing. <laughs> 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 because it's literally just, it's kind of pulling out and soaking up all the, like the, I don't know, the dirt and the oils or whatever makes it up. And uh, it, it's really gross to see what was there. And it's really cool to see what's not there anymore, if that makes sense. Oh my God, I love those. Do you ever watch those videos of people doing like, like oh, pulling no. off gross stuff? I, I honestly, like, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed at looking at my own gross stuff. I'm well, then these, these are, yeah, then these are free. If that's, if that appeals to you, this is for you. Cause uh, yeah, they, they, and I mean, the ultimate goal is that it reduces the size of the blemish. Things look better. It helps heal the skin. Um, and they, they, they really do work. i plastered them kind of all over my forehead and um, I was using fewer and fewer as kind of the week went on as I kind of got it all under control. So it was really awesome. Um, yeah, I, it, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, once again, that's the Mighty Patch. Um, and if you want to try the Mighty Patch for yourselves, uh, we have a special promo code for you guys. So uh, you can head on over to HeroCosmetics.com and use the promo code uh, use the promo code rather uh, villain 15 for 15 percent off uh, so that's villain 15 uh, one five uh, at hero cosmetics doc okay so for the ending of this movie like we need to talk about this because this like i it uh, it fucking changes things doesn't okay it? No, you got to understand the, okay. So the only way I could watch this movie is if I watched it, uh, or on Amazon prime was the only streaming service that had it. Sure. So obviously I'm, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> cause I am not giving Amazon any of my money. Right. 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 Um, I refuse hard, hard stop. Uh, so obviously I just like ripped it. You know what I mean? I just streamed it yeah, online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you sent me the alternate ending, that was the ending I watched, and that's what I thought was the real ending. So oh. when I yeah, so when I watched the alternate ending, I was like, what are you talking about? And I kept waiting for like maybe some dialogue to change or for some small thing to change, but it's literally the exact same four minutes. And then I went back to YouTube and I was like, okay, real ending, because I need to see what the real ending yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the real ending is such trash. I was so pissed. Right? <laughs> and doesn't it... Okay, so for those of you who maybe aren't familiar that there's more than one uh, ending in this movie. So the, the original sort of, uh, I guess, theatrical ending is that the the zombies, monsters break into Will Smith's house. Uh, they're trapped in the basement. And he decides that... Uh, it turns out that the cure is actually working on the, the monster that he's kidnapped. And... So to help the others escape, he takes a grenade and blows himself up and kills all the monsters. And then they drive away and they're like, he's a legend because he gave up his life. It's so, like, it is so weird to watch it the way I watched it. Like, yeah. So what was the, so the ending you saw first so is? So the ending I saw is essentially, so throughout the movie, we see these uh, creatures on and off a little bit. And it's it comes to light that they are actually, you can see intelligence occurring. You know what I mean? Emotions, yeah. things like that. Um so at the end, he decides he's going to pull this guy's girlfriend out or wife or what have you, his partner, 
Um, because that's what this leader has wanted the whole time. He's like, you literally stole my wife from me, yeah. which is, uh, I think a fair reason to come at him. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah valid. Yeah. Okay. If we want to start on point one for why this dude's right on that. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, he realizes what kind of like what's going on here that he's, he's been wrong in, in, in thinking these things don't have intelligence and these sorts of things, they walk away with the girlfriend, leave the guy, and then he looks at the wall of all the people that he killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a very jarring. I'm like, yeah, okay. So now we're having the realization that these things have like feelings and like emotions, and you've just been like, Ignoring all, uh, ignoring all that uh, this entire time, um, though your ambitions are like I, I get it, I get why you're doing it. It's like well, this yeah. maybe there was maybe another way to do it or something like that. And yeah, so then he drives off with his uh, two new friends, thinking, okay, well we're gonna go, we're gonna go uh, to this whatever. What do they call it? The, the sanctuary or sanctuary? Or, yes. Yeah. We're going to find this sanctuary in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Vermont killed me every time. I'm sure it's a very <laughs> lovely place. But just like it sounds like something middle-aged people say they're going to go to like a bed yeah, and breakfast. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's where that's where the sanctuary is and all the the, the B&Bs uh, in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what got me about. Uh, about this movie is like, we, uh, so when we announced that we were doing this movie, uh, we had a couple mm-hmm. of people tweet at us like, oh, I can't wait for Craig to like science me to tell me why the zombies are right. And I'm like, but that's the whole, it's not, it's not a science thing. That's the whole point of the movie. Like, like that alternate ending, which is the one that you saw uh, uh, first. Which I'm sorry, should I believe, That's and I ending. could be wrong. Like, I really think that should be the ending. It's a more complex ending. It's more interesting. It and has, it, it leaves you more to think about. Yes. Like, <laughs> and it also makes the rest of the movie make sense. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like, like all through the movie, there's these various points where Will Smith is, well, first he, he traps, uh, I guess the wife monster, we'll call her wife monster. Wife monster. <laughs> uh, you sound like a middle-aged stand-up comedian. Yeah. Oh, my uh, wife, wife monster, monster at home. <laughs> but he's, so he's doing medical tests on them, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying all these serums and stuff. And he captures her by um, basically doing like a snare trap where a car mm-hmm. drops and it grabs her and the weight of that pulls her out of the dark. Um, and then at a later point in the movie, he fall, like Will Smith's character ends up getting snagged in a similar trap, Mm -hmm. which kind of shows that like the monsters have figured out how to set up a trap or they have seen what he's doing and replicated it. Um, there's also the point in which when he traps the, uh, the wife monster, husband monster comes (laughs) running out into the light, which burns them. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith's take on that later is, I guess their uh, de-evolution into mindless monsters is complete because why else would a monster run into harm's way? Yeah, and, and looking and that at the alternate ending recontextualizes every single one of those things into no, they are intelligent, feeling. Hu- uh, uh, I won't say human, but like uh, they are intelligent creatures who feel things very deeply, have interpersonal relationships and 
that is why they were doing all those things. Yeah, it made way more sense because I really, I don't know about you, and maybe it's just because like I'm like, mm, I'm not inclined to this, but like I hate when when we get three quarters of the way through the movie and then you're going to start shoehorning God at me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Like it's just like this. It it, it feels like uh, like I'm like oh, it, it's such a such a turn for me, and I didn't get it because I was like the movie works. I think without it, like I don't think you need that. Like I guess aside from the fact that maybe the title is I Am Legend. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I will agree that I did feel like the movie seemed to. Like it, it seemed to go off the rails dramatically when um, the woman and her kid show up. Like it's, it just seemed to like lower stakes and like they just kind of sat around and were moody for a long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like you could have almost gone right from um, him losing his dog uh, into almost that end scene. Like you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like. I I didn't actually need those extra characters in the movie for him to have the realization that they are thinking, feeling creatures. But I think, I don't know. I think it was good to bring in somebody because, because we'd seen him alone for so long. It's good to see, to put in another person to see what psychologically is going, you know what I mean? Like how, yeah, yeah okay. How far have we descended into Matt? Cause that's always the, the thing. Cause he descended. He's yeah. Oh, I, when I watch this every single time I watch a movie like this, I'm like, oh, I would have been worse. <laughs> like, I would have been worse. I called, I called a chicken. I was roasting a stupid little bitch the other day. Okay. Like. <laughs> And like we're mild right now, you know what I mean? I can still talk yeah. to people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like when I when I watch something and it's like he's been alone for three years, there's no way I would be alive. There's no way I would be alive. <laughs> I would have already joined that team. Okay. Yeah. I would have been like, listen, I'm a part of you guys now. <laughs> like, Let's kill party. Me. Kill Let's me party. or don't. Like I need social interaction, <laughs> or I'm just gonna start talking to all this shit around me. Like that was one thing that was very realistic for me is him talking to to these mannequins and things and getting very emotional about them. I'm yep. like, yeah, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. I would have given everything names. Everything has a name. You all have personalities. I'm going to die. Like, yeah. that's the general vibe I would have probably. Just to jump on your, what did you call your chi- the chicken? A stupid piece of shit or what? A stupid little bitch. Stupid little bitch. So to, just to hop on that wagon, uh, from my apartment, I could see uh, uh, Lake Ontario. Yeah. And it's a quite a nice view. Uh, but obviously on some overcast days, you can't tell the difference between the sky and uh, the lake, right? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of just blends into the horizon. And I was sitting there going you stupid piece of shit like trying to hide in the sky (laughs) (laughs) so we're all we're all yeah i i'm on board with the uh uh calling a a roasted chicken a a stupid little bitch Uh, (laughs) but and and i uh just to go back for a bit the other thing that i think is recon contextualized by that alternate ending is the name of the movie. So in the original ending, they throw it away. They're like, he was a legend because he gave himself up for 
uh, uh, the cure or whatever. <laughs> with the with the alternate ending, the better ending, the context of that title is that he is the monster. He's the legend. He is the thing hunting them when they sleep. He is the uh, thing stealing uh, your loved ones uh, away from you. He is the guy who is broadcasting strange signals into the ether that like you can pick up and read on. He is the guy who is terrorizing you that you don't understand. He's the werewolf. He's the vampire. He's the monster in the dark. And that's like, that's the point of the movie. That's why they called it. I am legend because he is the monster. And like, it works so oh, you much. Think so? Yes, one hundred percent. I am legend. I am the monster. I am the thing that they tell the stories about. I am that campfire uh, story to scare children. I am the reason that you don't go into the light. I am the reason uh, you know th- that people go missing. I am the thing that you don't really understand that operates different from you that just makes strange noises and terrorizes you. He's Jeez. the monster in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was like, I was like, oh, that's, that's going to be an easy one to do. Cause like everyone knows that. And then I'm like, oh man, man. I don't know. I watch. Okay. So like I got, I don't know. I think I got about half hour, 45 minutes into this movie. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, he's trying. He's he's very much, he's lost everything he has, and he's still trying to find a cure. And, like, I get that. But then also, like, as soon as they started introducing emotion to the other side, that's yeah. when I was like, okay, okay. I can see, I can see why this would be, this can absolutely be an argument. But with the old, if you watch the original ending, it's so, I don't even know why they would put that in there. Yeah. It it doesn't make, it just, it doesn't flow. It doesn't give you, it gives you one or two little drops to think about. And then it's like at the end, he's like, all right, blew everybody up. (laughs) I agree. It's, it's such a weak it, it basically, it, with the original ending, it takes a n- dramatic nosedive right at the end where where it's essentially a, a story about a guy who was fighting monsters and then blew up monsters. And you go like, wow, I'm so glad, you know, Will Smith, I think we've talked about before, fine guy to w- look at for, you know, an hour and a half. Oh, or yes. Hours or whatever it is. Lots of establishing <laughs> shirt off shots. <laughs> Every movie I want to see, I would love to see the statistics on that. The statistics on that have to be pretty high. I think the amount of movies Will Smith has done versus the amount of movies that he is shirtless in, I think is probably, uh, I don't know. That's got to be the same number, right? Like pretty it's it's got to be like 95% of the movies he's, he's in. I mean, work I it f- girl. Get I feel it. like even in like pursuit of happiness, there's probably some scene where he's like changing in a washroom sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not like overtly sexual, but like I'm pretty sure you could count that as like, 
you know, Will Smith checkmark shirt is off in this scene. Yeah, like there's always a scene where he's in the place that he li- like he's in his home and it's like, oh, OK, this is the establishing shot to show to show you how this guy, who this guy is, we're going to pan over some music. We're going to pan, you don't know what you mean? Some records. We're going to pan over this, that. So you kind of get who this guy is. And then bam, shirtless Will Smith. Is he in the shower? Is he doing push-ups, sit-ups? Who knows? Okay. It's a tiny bit different every time. Variety is the spice of life. (laughs) I would love, I would have loved a scene where it's just Will Smith doing like, chin-ups with his shirt off and then that lady comes in and is like you know you can do chin-ups with your shirt on right like you know that's physically possible (laughs) (laughs) if if we got if we got a computer you know how sometimes they get those uh they get them to pump out scripts oh yeah the neural nets the ais yeah yeah the ais i would i somebody needs to do a will smith one and it'll just be every page it'll just be will smith does chin-ups will smith steps out of the shower (laughs) will smith's shirt gets burnt off for no reason at all (laughs) matthew mcconaughey comes in also not wearing a shirt Oh yeah, uh, I, I will say uh, I do. I think Will Smith's performance is good in this, and it kind of and it helps. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it really helps. Um, oh, by the way, just a just an alert for the people at home. Not a great time to watch this movie. No, if you're thinking like, ha, uh, you know what? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a while. Let's watch that movie. Now is not the time. <laughs> again, I apologize. I will take full responsibility for that. I was like, I am legend. I think we can do that one. Oh, and then it yeah. like starts off with like, the virus came. And I'm like, oh, no. What did I do? Yeah, I got to tell you, Craig, as soon as that ah. opening scene started, I said a tiny little fuck you under my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you, Craig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I oh, was more like, yeah, monster zombie movie and completely forgot that uh, that aspect of it. Although I do think they nailed how smug because there's a scene and, and she's she's in it uh, very briefly. Um, oh, I can never remember the actress's name, the actor's name. Uh, but the scientist, the the woman who essentially starts this oh, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so smug on television. And I'm like. Chef's kiss, delicious. That's exactly that's exactly how that would play out. Did I cure cancer? Absolutely. Yeah, big smiles. You know what I mean? Big I'm, smug smiles. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not sure if I cured cancer, I wouldn't be going around on TV just fucking dunking on people. You know, like oh like, no, <laughs> I'd give it a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'd be like, you know what? We maybe we're gonna see how this. Plays out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd fucking dunk on. That's an accomplishment. That deserves a medal. <laughs> you know, she didn't know. She didn't know. Uh, you don't think she's a? So you you agree with her actions in this movie? Because I just want to. I'm I'm curious now. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, what what were her actions in the movie? Is she she cured she cancer? reversed? No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's uh, technically, I guess yes, but 
reversed the uh, measles virus yeah. to to try and cure cancer. It worked for all of, I think, 30 seconds, and then everybody, all the shit popped off, and the entire population was devastated here here would and be you're my, gonna and you're gonna I, defend here, this right now here would be my counter argument <laughs> oh uh, god i think they missed a step uh <laughs> <laughs> that probably should have been sorted out in a lab or or something like that but uh but inherently i mean not to get too like but uh engineering viruses to attack cancer cells is a legitimate uh uh field of inquiry to cure cancer Mm. Uh, See, so Craig, like, this is why I ask. Okay? Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is why I ask. You know more than I do. I don't know what what's going on out here. Yeah, I peg that woman as hard villain for sure. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? I Devastating I, the population. Me over here, I'm like, hey, maybe that was a bad thing. I don't know. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you stepped on an anthill and accidentally decimated their pot. You know, like I don't know. Uh, I, I but I'm going to qualify. Um, Villain, I don't think, I think there are people with good intentions who encounter unforeseen circumstances that cause bad things. Like Will Smith's character? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, he's, um, oh, shit, you got me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This is what we're here for, Craig. But I mean, look at, I don't know, from the monster's perspective, mm. he's a fucking tear. He's a nightmare. That is true. And I think that's, a, that's you know, another reason that this is a good movie to tackle on this podcast, where it's like, it, it is literally from the monster's, well, from the quote unquote monster's perspective. We're yeah. watching the movie of what motivates the the monster, the legend, right? What mm-hmm. is, what is the motivations of this, this, this beast this thing that is lurking in the the light right and dragging people out of their beds at night and uh or day you know uh, like what what is the motivation of the monster that's under your bed that's oh. the that's the perspective of the movie uh yeah so it's like <laughs> you don't believe you don't think that i no i just i, I don't know why just the sentence, the motivation of the monster under your bed is chilling. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what if, like what if the monster under your bed is like I, I uh, need to save uh, my family, and the only thing they can do that is human toes. And we all know humans don't feel, think or feel anything. They just step out of bed in the middle of the night and you grab their toes, and then you can cure your monster appendicitis or whatever right like you're <laughs> oh my god <laughs> craig i don't know what's wrong with me today or if i'm extra squeamish or something i also have like a foot thing i don't like people touching my feet like that just made it worse i'm gonna be honest with you i'm and sorry then, i know you were just trying to lighten it up but this is just going we're just spiraling now we're just spiraling out of control <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh! Now I'm thinking uh, about people touching my feet. I <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So not to dwell on this too long, I will just say <laughs> that even to this day, uh, I still have to sleep with my feet under the covers because I'm like something's gonna grab them in the middle of the night. Really? Yeah, I can't. I I mean, I don't really truly believe that there is mm-hmm. something that is gonna grab. But like, part of me thinks that there are alligators. It's specifically alligators, by the way, uh, that live under the bed. And if you don't, 
I remember as a kid, I was like, if you don't jump far enough off the bed or like put your feet far enough away from under the bed, then the alligator can jump out and grab them and bite them off and jump back under the bed. But the alligator couldn't leave the, from under the bed. It was kind of like a hungry, hungry hippo situation, you know, like it had a certain reach and it would draw it back in. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> so I have, I have internalized that out yes. of, I think, childhood fear. And now I can't sleep without just like a sheet or blanket or something over my feet. Mm. Even when it's like 30, 40 degrees outside. Uh, and like I'm sitting there, I've got like no shirt on. I'm going full Will Smith in bed. You know what I mean? I'm just... <laughs> It's less impressive. Oh my god, hot, <laughs> hot confetti. Okay, now I just feel like we're going to talk about our fears for a half yeah, hour. Yeah, let's but- do it. <laughs> But mine used to be, and still like, I because I kind of get that uh, is uh, outhouses. So, oh. Like- Outhouses and porta potties. When I was young, like uh, when I was super young, we used to go to uh, uh, my parents have a cottage, and uh, yeah. they it, for the longest time it just had like it was just like a little a little one that just had uh, an outhouse outside. Like there was no plumbing, like proper like flushing sure. toilet yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Um, and I would be really little, and like if you have to go, you got to go right. So sometimes like it would be. I don't know. It would be super dark out and it had this little like half moon thing like at the door. You know what I mean? So I would sit there on this like wooden fucking outhouse, like not right. Oh, plus there's no way this thing was proper, right? Like this is something that like my dad (laughs) or my grandpa threw together. You know what I mean? Like this isn't proper (laughs) at all. And I just see like the fucking... The, the the moonlight streaming through and I just always thought something was going to grab me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from under and- the seat. You know what I mean? Like I was always just like worried there was something in there that was going to like bite me or scratch me or what have you. But at the uh, same time, who nothing would go. That would be the worst place to live. Like, <laughs> yes, uh, I will say two things to that. One is which uh, if you are a listener and you have not experienced being out in the woods in the middle of the night, uh, one, it is terrifyingly quiet yes. uh in and terrifyingly dark like you do not realize like living in a house living in a, a city or small town even just how much light there is from windows and street lights and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that until it's all gone and it's it is fucking terrifying and second of all rebecca i have the same fear and did for many years uh because did you ever see that x files episode where there was like this white um like alien it wasn't it wasn't an alien it was like a mutated something that lived in the sewers and was coming up through people's toilets no (laughs) (laughs) which is surprising because i've seen most of (laughs) x-files scared the living shit out of me like 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 there were scenes of it like coming up through the toilet and like pulling itself out and it had like no mouth or like you know like like but lots of sharp teeth and like red like it's just and it was white and slimy it was the grossest thing in the world and of course the episode ends with it um with somebody sucking out a porta potty and you just see this big lump moving through the hose and into the tank so it like gets away and like then my parents were like oh time for bed (laughs) (laughs) and i was like well this is something i'm gonna carry with me for the rest of my life Well, yeah, because X Files was always on late too. Man. Yeah, that was like that was like pushing bedtime, like Sunday, like 
Mm. It was like eight o'clock. So it was like nine o'clock when it was over. So you like had to go to bed. It was a school night the next day or school the next day. It was a school night. It was, oh, it was my mom would terrifying. let me stay up on Saturdays because they would do the reruns on Saturdays uh, at like 11. Right. And I would, yeah, on the Space Channel. Yeah, that was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the stuff. <laughs> Being allowed to watch things. Like, and feeling like so special about it is the reason we have a podcast right now. I guarantee it. <laughs> 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 Movies oh, make yeah. me feel special. Pay attention to me, mom, dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what gets me about this movie is yeah. anytime Will Smith's character goes on like a little bit of a rampage where he just goes and kills a bunch of them. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm like, who, who are you going to cure? <laughs> like, if you're trying to cure people... Who, if you're you're just decimating the population, you're trying to help. That's actually a really good point because, like, it, I I never really thought about this until now, but it does go to show that he has sort of dehumanized them in his own mind. Like, they are the people he's trying to cure, but he doesn't mm. think of them as humans anymore. I'm not saying he's evil, like, because, like, I think there's no, no, no. there's a. Um, there's a mishmash of things going on here. And I really feel like I can't take like a firm side on either side on this. I'm, I'm like, I, you, you know what I mean? Like I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, the, yeah, that's the interesting part of this movie. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because at the same time, like I, I'm really speaking to just surface shit here. And I do want to be clear with people on that. I, we're just speaking about the sur- what this movie is face value, not talking about metaphors or anything like that. <laughs> because, uh, I think, I think there are some metaphors happening here, but I don't even want to start diving into them because I was uh, like, okay. the, mora- the morality of some of this shit, I'm like, I'm not, well, I'm not, probably not qualified to talk about anything that's other than a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, one thing that wasn't a metaphor that I will get into is uh, we see sort of a wrecked Times Square or whatever, and uh, the, the, the uh, poster that's still up for the movie is Batman v Superman, which means that in this reality, in this universe, Batman versus Superman was like the last movie anybody saw. These, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. These poor bastards. <laughs> they were like, Batman versus Superman came out, society ended, and that's what, that's, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It it shut it down. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We've reached the end. <laughs> and I say oh, that yeah. as someone who kind of was fine with Batman versus Superman. I was just like, mm. yeah. If you, you let it wash over you. You know what drives me crazy in movies sometimes? Uh, and I think we've talked about this briefly before. Um, you've talked about how people don't get over or, or they're not re- living the real situation. You know okay, what, what I mean? Do you mean? Like in the sense of like if it's like somebody just died and then they're talking about, oh, but I really have a crush on this person. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way every time. And I don't know how other people feel, but I feel that way every time I see somebody take the time to like either – uh, pray or talk about God or something when it's like, oh, you're going to get blown up in like two fucking seconds. Time is of the essence. Do it in the air. Do it in the air. Do it in the air. 
Did that happen in this? Yeah, uh, to, that's uh, well, not why they died, but his family. They they're like rushing out. Okay, so they take this whole scene. Oh yes, yes, yes. When, yes, the helicopter which, part. Yeah. Which also there's another moment where you see uh, where you start questioning the morality of the situation because everybody's getting screened. They're all getting like their temperature checked, which again, fucking chilling. Uh, I uh, Craig. Yeah, yeah. God, God sorry. Damn, God, God damn you, Craig. Okay, so everybody's getting their temperature checked, right? Will Smith uses his power in the government to get his wife checked again, even though she's been rejected, which has not been allowed for anybody else on this bridge. Okay. (laughs) This woman is screaming, take my baby, please, for the love of God, take my baby with you. And he's like, nope, sorry, gotta go. (laughs) Gotta take care of my baby. And it's like, ah, like, I don't know how much I want to dive into that, but that's just like, it's, there are multiple points in this movie where you go, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying I, 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 I don't have maybe a strict opinion on it, but there are a lot of scenes in this movie that make me feel weird where I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Because like, I think, I think in that situation, you're you're like you totally understand why he would do that. You understand why he would uh, use his power to do that because he knows how bad it's going to be, and he you know he cares about people. Because also, you question like who the fuck wouldn't? <laughs> like, well, that's that's it exactly. And um, I think the whole movie's strength is actually on moral ambiguity, uh, which the the original ending just abandons at the end. Yes. Like, I, they don't tie anything up. It's just like with the original ending or they're just like, Oh, this is just like an action movie. Yeah. It's essentially what they've said. They're like, Oh, by the way, you've just been watching an action movie, even though like there wasn't that much action. (laughs) Like it was a lot of like Will Smith talking to himself. Yeah. Um, and it also, there's no character change for Will Smith at the end of this, you know, with the mm. original ending. It's just, he is against monsters and he, he, he is, ends with being against monsters and hasn't really learned yeah, anything. Don't, don't you We're, love a movie with no character development? Yeah. We start here, we end here. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's uh, happened. A woman that is not a scientist has a vial. That's what's happened. Yeah, like, a vial <laughs> of blood. And like, it, it, you know, if 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 the movie is that he succeeds and cures this thing, then the, the discovery of the cure is also like just thrown away as like, oh, it worked, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> there's no last minute Hail Mary. There's no, like, you know, people waking up and, you know, cured and, like, a brand new world. It's it's just like, I, I did it. Oh, okay. So what was that, like, other two hours that we watched? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, yeah. like, I had to... Yeah. Watching a man kill his own dog was not on my list of things uh, to I'm do. <laughs> like, this guy is, this is a sad movie, okay? It is, yeah. And now, again, <laughs> save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> but what I will say is, like, with the alternate ending, he has an arc where it is like he has now seen people, 
other other things as people or something that he didn't see as a, a, a thinking feeling creature as a thinking feeling creature now. That's a huge change. That that totally redeems everything else that he's been through, you know? Yeah. And I mean they have honestly they've got pretty pretty easy rules to follow, I think. The night it is uh, time is territory. Okay. Nighttime yeah. is our territory. <laughs> Daytime is your territory. Live as such. <laughs> Stick to yourselves. Live under the bed when you you need to. We'll all be each other's monsters. Um, oh my god, no! That scene where those three dogs were—I was having a heart attack, Craig. I was sitting on my couch with full anxiety. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm so just, sorry I did this to you. Just, just that light getting closer and yeah, closer. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know what would have been a great add-in scene. If they had a, because everything's obviously shot from Will Smith's perspective, right? Yes. If you had have given me a little more perspective from the other side, like after that scene, if we had have seen um, these creatures like uh, um, mourning or doing something with these dogs where they're properly like uh, either bury, you know what I mean? Like maybe not, maybe not that high, but something that gives us like, these, these, this is kind of like same. Yes. Yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at lit at like a tiny, if I had to had a tiny bit more of the monsters side, even if they were more, uh, even if it showed them to be even more monstrous, you know what I mean? Like, even if it showed me more about why Will Smith's character is doing what he's doing, this would have been a much better and more interesting movie. Mm hmm. I, I really like the idea of showing them like taking care of the dogs because like the whole time I was watching that, obviously we're watching from a certain perspective mm-hmm. where I was like, I was like, yeah, this is essentially a, a you know, a dog attack. It's a monster attack. But I was like, but also those dogs are just defending their masters. Like he, those dogs are doing what Will Smith's dog was doing. And, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, to it's- see that, to see that, just even in a moment of like a panning away shot and having them mm. walk out and like touch the dogs or like pet them or, you know, like, like show some sort of affection to them or, or loyalty to them would have been, again, that would have been that another one of those things that would have made no sense with the original ending. But oh yeah. Adds to the alternate ending so much. I, I love that idea. Yeah, I just uh, like, and of course we we feel this way because we do this podcast. But generally speaking, movies are a lot more interesting if you get a balance between the hero and the villain of at least like screen time in the sense of even if the villain's really really bad and there's no way we can root for him or justify what he's doing, it's still a more interesting movie to see more of them. Yeah. It's it's never it, I I can't think of a movie where it hasn't helped. Yeah, I think there's like in a movie like this, there is a certain point where there is a terror of the fact that you have not seen them, right? But mm-hmm. I think once you I think once you get past that point, I agree a hundred percent. Where it's like, let's see a little bit more of them. It's just even in the background or or in, or in some way doing things that make you're like, why are they doing that? Well, that feels off. You know, or, yeah. or that doesn't that doesn't seem in line. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, 
Craig, I'm going to be honest with you. When we started this podcast, I didn't think I was going to be making an argument for intelligent zombies. But, <laughs> you know, here we are. <laughs> no kidding. Um, one thing I did want to bring up and I specifically wanted to ask you about, which is just how fucking shit Will Smith is at hunting deer. <laughs> <laughs> Like when the movie starts, he is racing around in a sports car, uh, Mm -hmm. like somehow trying to chase down deer and shooting them out of the window of a moving car. And like, Rebecca, I'm not a hunter. Uh, I've never uh, hunted anything in my entire life other than like fish, I guess. But like, I know that's got to be the least effective way to shoot a deer. (laughs) No? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like <laughs> um, deer don't like sound, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. So like, any noise disturbance in general, uh, obviously they're probably a little more chill because they don't see a lot of because uh, there's there's no like humans and stuff like that, and na- animals will naturally. Um, change their habits to uh, whatever their predator is. So assuming that they make all, they must make all of their activities during the day now because yeah, bad, yeah. really bad things are out at night or good things, depending on your opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think from their perspective, bad things. And uh, the deer are the real victims in all of this. They're getting it from both ends. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine how shook you would be if you're a deer and you see a fucking lion? Dude, like, <laughs> that is not natural for you. I would, in North America, I honestly, as a deer, that's got to be, that's got to be way scarier. <laughs> that's not a house cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I do feel like deer are, are sort of wired, though, to be like, that's something that's big and fast enough to kill me, so I'm going to run away from that. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think they're naturally skittish. Uh but that being said, yes, with that in mind, deer are not an animal that you need to flush out with loud noises. Like if that, those were like a flock of birds or something and you're like, yeah, I'm going to flush them all out of the, uh, the, the trees and then shoot them. But like a deer, you should just like kind of sneak up on, not like blare at them with a Mustang and try and like <laughs> pull up alongside one as it runs. Like that's I just, don't know, man. I mean, if it was me, I'd probably be doing that. <laughs> Gas expires. You only have so long in cars, okay? You might as well oh, use them true. while they last. That's true. <laughs> no, nah, if it's me, I'm gonna I'm full I'm I'm getting every car around me. We're having a time. Oh, oh yeah. I just don't think you need to combine the this is what I need. I'm gonna hunt a deer so I have something to eat and I'm gonna be in a sports car. I will say time. this. Yeah. If I think that I might be humanity's last hope, I'm not going around ripping in a car. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, he seems to have a certain disregard for his own safety, but also, like, this self-importance of, like, I'm going to fix everything, which is very... It's conflicting ideas to me. I'm like, either you you care to live because you're trying to fix everything, or you're self-destructive because we're at this point in insanity, which I also understand. Yeah. It can be both. Yeah, you're you're both careful and meticulous scientist and fucking speed demon uh, <laughs> shooting like golf balls off of an aircraft carrier. You know what I mean? Like you're you're Will Smith, baby. You're Will Smith. You could do it all. 
Oh, God. Uh, anything else you wanted to uh, mention about I Am Legend? I think all I wanted to say is, it, or what I kind of want to leave off on, is a lot of this movie, I think we're watching, uh, not... Not necessarily, I, I want to say chess game, but it doesn't really seem like chess. It seems more like checkers. Um, so I'm going to say a checkers game where everyone's doing the same move back and forth. So I think it's pretty easy to see both sides of it because they're they're doing the same things. You yeah. trap me, I'm going to try and trap you. You're going to kill my dogs? Well, guess what's up? <laughs> like, so, you know. Yeah, 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 know. yeah. That's a great way to put it. I guess. Yeah, and I, I guess would that's say. that's all. Yeah, and my final thought on it would be, uh, as Rebecca said, maybe if you uh, haven't seen this movie before, maybe now is not the time. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, if you have seen the movie and you're just kind of following along and you haven't seen the alternate ending, absolutely check that out it's on youtube just watch it it will change your perspective of the movie so much but i think uh yeah now it's time to uh give our definitive rankings on how good the villain was uh what do you got rebecca so i've got uh toronto urban legends oh okay (laughs) so i've got um on a scale of uh the nessie of lake ontario Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh to lake ontario's underwater ufo base (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give these villains uh, the ghost of Old Finch Road uh, because uh, you're fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> it's not your fault, but you're f- scary. You're very, very scary. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I also did sort of a monster scale. I did the legendary monster scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, between uh, Wolfman and Dracula, those classics. Uh, I'm going to give the monsters in this movie a good old The Invisible Man uh, because it's the stuff you don't see the entire that is the entire point of the movie Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) referencing that alternate ending so (laughs) not that bad but uh, yeah before we get to our heroes and villains of the week uh, a couple ways you guys can support the podcast Uh, first of all you know uh, tell your friends about us we know a bunch of you guys have been doing that thank you so much Um, you can also uh, reach out to us on uh, Facebook uh, at Villain Was Right, Twitter, VWR Podcast. Uh, or you can, if you have any suggestions or uh, any questions, comments, as we mentioned, this uh, this episode was inspired by um, a listener uh, and, and and them sharing with us uh, what was with what was up. Uh, if you if you have anything to share, you can reach out to us at villainwasright at gmail.com. And as always, if you're looking for extra content or you want uh, to contribute more, uh, vote on episodes, please uh, get at us on Patreon. Patreon uh, slash Villain Was Right. Uh, if you got a couple bucks lying around, throw them at us. Why not? And uh, if you don't, uh, we love you. Anyway, we love all of you. Thank you so much for listening time and time again. Uh, you guys are the best. I, yeah. You're, you're, you're getting me through this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for listening and sharing and everything like that. You guys are great. And now it is time for Hero or Villain of the Week. Um, this week I have a villain. It's just, it, it's wild, but uh, this was a dog-heavy movie. And <laughs> I have a complaint. Citizens of Toronto, why is it that as soon as the quarantine started, you all lost your dog leashes? I don't know what is going on. I don't know if it's because you have more freedom or something like that, in, in the sense of maybe there's less people in the streets in your opinions. I have no idea. But I swear to God, the last time I went out uh, for a run, I counted there were uh, 10 
dogs without leashes versus two that I saw with leashes on, man. And I got to tell you, I love dogs, okay? You, your dog running at me is irresistible to me, okay? Do you know how hard it is for me not to touch that dog? Come on, team. <laughs> get, him, <laughs> get him on a leash. Are you kidding me? These adorable dog faces running up to me and I can't, can't give him a good boy? Okay, you're torturing me out here. What are you guys doing? Get your dog on a leash. God damn it. I love how you took the, not like it's not responsible, they could run it in traffic, there's people who, like there's that whole like responsible dog owner level and you were just like, I want to pet your dog, and the leash is the only thing stopping me. <laughs> I can't avoid them, okay? If you have your dog on a leash, at least I can run to the other side. Or something can happen here, okay? If your dog's off a leash and it comes up to me, and it looks at me with this adorable dog face, I'm devastated, okay? I can't <laughs> handle this, man. It's heartbreak over and over again. I can't. I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I, oh. I, I can totally relate. Um, so I've got a, I've got uh, a couple of heroes this week. Um, a few uh, quick, short ones. So the first of all, um, we should have done this sooner. I can't believe we haven't. Um, my first hero of the week is uh, Scott Madison from Planet Rise Creative. Where if you guys have been following us on Twitter or Facebook and seen our episodes, uh, he has uh, been doing all of those amazing villain-centric posters for us, which are absolutely amazing. Um, the Iron Man 2, I think, was the first one that he did for us. And it, oh, the, so bird many, the bird! Everyone me. was laughing about that. Um, so, uh, thank you so much. He, he's a hero of the week for me for for, for doing that for us. Uh, check out his work. It's great. Um, this The second hero of the week that I have is um, a comedian, Joe Para. Uh, and I cannot recommend this enough. I came across uh, a special that he did for uh, Adult Swim, and it's called uh, Relaxing. Uh, hang on, let me make sure I get the name. Relaxing Old Footage with Joe Para, um, and it's a special that he did um, in addition to his uh, TV show, which is uh, Joe Para Talks to You. And so few times in my life have I encountered a form of comedy that completely takes me from left field where I'm like, I didn't know that you could do this in comedy. I didn't mm. know um, that this was a style or that this is something that I would like. And that is exactly what it is. Um, I, I struggled. I, I love it. I love the TV. I, I have since gone into the TV show, uh, Joe Parra Talks to You. It is, and I've struggled to describe it. Other than this is exactly what I need right now. Um, it is kind of a mix. I, I think it's kind of a mixture of Napoleon Dynamite meets Mr. Rogers, where it is, he is so weird, but the joke is somehow never about him being weird. <laughs> and everything is so heartfelt and sincere. And just, I, I sit there and I watch this show and I just have a smile end to end on my face that I cannot control because it is just so genuine and loving and comforting. And I can tell you that it probably won't be for everybody, but I, I strongly suggest that you check out that. It's a 22 minute <laughs> special. It's called uh, uh, Relaxing Old Footage with Joe Para. Um, and even more specifically, there is a song in that where I was like, in that special where I was like, oh, I really like that song. And so I 
found it and I got it on Spotify and all the rest. And I was listening to it and reading the lyrics. And then Kat was like, uh, what, what song is that? I was like, oh, it's this song. I was like, it's actually pretty sad. And she's like, why? What's it about? And I said, well, it's about, it's uh, the song is uh, Your Dog by Advanced Bass. Uh, maybe some people have heard about it, but I was like, the song is about encountering your ex's dog while you're out. And oh, like I, your story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so for those of you who remember my, I was, I was a villain a few, a month or so back uh, for this. And uh, the song is all about that. And as I'm describing this song and what it's about, to, I just start breaking down and crying. I like, I like lost it. Oh, and Kat's uh, it, it, like, what's a, like, what's up? And I was just like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a song. It's a part of the human experience that hasn't been explored by art yet. And I was just like <laughs> weeping, but that's just one small aspect of that special. Absolutely. Check it out. God, I, I'm, I'm almost <laughs> pacing it out for myself because I love it so much. So uh, maybe if you watched this movie, watch that after. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so wonderful and relaxing and give it, just give it your full attention, sit down and just put your phone down and, and watch it and really think about it. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. I cannot say it enough, but that's my hero uh, of, of the week there. So. Good palate cleanser. Yeah, that's what absolutely. we need. That's what we need. Use it after this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, that does it for us this week. Uh, Rebecca, where can people find you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads at anything of your choosing. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook and Twitter, uh, CraigFay.com for uh, for additional information. And also check out my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, just you can search for Craig Fay, uh, where I have a new uh, video series. Uh, Craig Fay builds a clock, where I'm going to be building a clock and explaining it all to you. So make sure to check that out. And uh, that does. It for us this week on The Villain Was Right. Uh, next week, tune in. Uh, we are doing our audience choice episode where you have voted, and it is The Aristocats, the Disney Aristocats uh, movie. And until next time, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you that you were the monster all along. Until next time. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>